Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash. Welcome to Hallis Intrigue, where Potsy Ryan Poles has come out of hiding and addressed the future of his team publicly and the future of his quarterback. We'll talk about all that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Patsy, Ryan Poles just got done giving his state of the team update and probably more importantly a state of the offseason and what's to come update uh, in general. What'd you hear? Not a whole lot, Pat. Uh, this was as um, um, the, this was as uh, mundane and un, uh, newsworthy, uh, uneventful of a postseason press conference uh, press conference as we've had. Um, and I, he, there just weren't a lot, you know, weren't a lot of specifics um, about what's going to happen. Um, everything he said, I thought, was by the book. What you would expect, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from you know, Justin Fields is my quarterback until he's not, to, uh, you know, I love the way this team fights, and everyone's telling me how great this team fights. And, right. and a lot of, you know, that's, that's, all that stuff is great, but it's the theme, of, for me anyway, the theme of 2023 is let's see it. You know, let's let, prove it. Now you gotta see, we got to see it on the field. The time for uh, excuses and rationalizations and everything is over. And so I guess what I'm saying is, uh, a press conference like this is not going to fulfill me uh, as far as somebody who watches the Bears. Because and 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 Ryan Ryan Poles is not you know I don't think he was he did a bad job or anything. He just told us what he could tell us, and it wasn't a whole lot. There was, we didn't get a whole lot of answers. I think unless this, maybe you or I, think this, I did. I think this was the less the least dramatic end yeah. of season press conference I can remember in five, six, seven years. Maybe uh, you know there's one hot button issue, and the hot button yeah. issue was. What are you going to do with your draft pick yeah. as it relates to quarterback Justin Fields? You know, and let I, me just say, can I just I'm sorry to interject, interject here just to kind of put it in perspective? What I said is, I think Ryan Pace ignoring the question of what went wrong with Mitch Trubisky was far worse as far as more disappointing than anything I heard today. So I was right. not, it wasn't disappointing. Right. It was what I expected, but there was just no big issue like that this year. So these there have been worse uh, post, postseason press conferences, but you're right. Uh, Fields was, I'm sorry, go, go right ahead and finish your point on, on Fields and I'll chime in. Uh, the, what he was asked was, he was asked whether Justin Fields was his quarterback in 2023. And he said yes. Well, he said yeah, if you want to be technical about it. And then uh, the follow-up by uh, some handsome reporter was, okay, no, so... No, that was you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> was, um, was, okay, well, you've got a draft pick. You could draft a quarterback if you wanted to, um, you know, you know, or, you know, to be clear, is this going to be Justin? L- let me read you his answers real quick, and then we'll talk about yeah. it. Uh, the one question, what do, you, or do you plan on Justin Fields being your quarterback, or your starting quarterback in 2023? Ryan Poles. Yeah, we had good conversations. I'm excited for the direction he's going. As I mentioned before, he knows where he has to improve. Uh, I think he mentioned the other day, we're excited about his development and where he goes next. He showed the ability to be impactful with his legs. There's flashes with his arm. Now, if we can put that together, I think we have something really good. The follow-up was, he's your guy even with the number one draft pick. And he said, we're going to do the same thing we've always done. We're going to evaluate this draft class. And I would say this. I would have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. 
I think that answer typifies just how well Ryan Poles played this press conference. Uh, as we've discussed, I think he uh, made it very clear that uh, he's not looking for a quarterback, uh, that the Justin Fields is his quarterback and is almost certain to be their Bears quarterback in week one in 2023. But again, uh, you know, you never know what can happen. You know, uh, take it to a ridiculous extreme. If the Chiefs said they want to trade Patrick Mahomes, he's going to make that deal. You know, I mean, so that's blown away. I guess the curious thing is what's blown away to him. That's, we, have, <laughs> we all have different standards of what blown away is. But I don't think he's, uh, I don't think it was an indicator that he is, like, dissatisfied with the trajectory of, of Justin Fields. And like we said before we uh, did the podcast, I think the most important thing is I don't think Justin Fields is, is her, if he did hear that, assuming he did, is, is, has any doubt in his mind that, uh, whether, that the GM believe, you know, believes in him. I think he knows the GM believes in him, and I think that, that's the key part of that equation. I think this is a good day for Justin Fields. Yeah. If, he were, if he was looking to feel some sense of security, I think, um, yeah. I think he felt it. I also think you know, yesterday when we talked to him, didn't seem like he had any care in the world that they'd go get anybody else. So... Right. And that's another thing, though, Pat, is like comparing situations. You know, right now, I, I would say is, is uh, uh, you know, jo- Justin Fields, I think, feels secure because in the back of his head, he's got to be thinking, hey, if the Bears don't want me, somebody will. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky couldn't really say that. You sure. know what I'm saying? Sure. If, Mitch, if, there was, if Mitch Trubisky was feeling doubt in 2019 or 2020, there was question, where do I have a starting job in the NFL? Sure. At this point in time, Justin Fields really doesn't have to worry about that. There's yeah. there are teams that might be actually be more capable of making him a better quarterback than the Bears. You know, sure. there's some there's some all of them. No, well, <laughs> Tradis- no, we don't if know. History, if history is any lesson, no, well, we don't them. know. We, right. we don't know. But there, but I'm saying what I'm saying is he doesn't have the same worry right. about that because he has a future in the NFL in 2023, no matter what. So he didn't really have to worry about. Uh, if he, if he does, if he is worried, he doesn't have to worry about you know what the really you know, the confidence of the team, the organization, or the GM you know has in him. What is the benefit of him putting that caveat out there that he would absolutely have to be blown away? Is it in blown case somebody, is it well is it in case somebody's got the world's greatest combine? Is it in case uh, further evaluation of Fields gives them an answer that they weren't prepared to hear, or is it because he wants to trade the draft pick to someone else? Well, it's more the latter, but it's more, frankly, it's more than any GM is just never going to give you anything absolute. Right. And that would, to shut the door on it, it's almost like part of GM school. I mean, it's like they're trained, I mean, and it makes sense. You never really do, especially publicly, want to close the door on anything. So he finessed it, I thought, very well, and and like we anticipated, you know, which is leaving the door just a little bit open where if something happens, you know, we can't say, hey, you said you wouldn't do anything, you know, you you can't say that. So it was, it's like, to me, it's at this point in time, it's a non-issue. And I was, I'll be honest, I was looking to see if he would, had some doubt. There, I wrote this earlier in the week, and we've all talked about it, is, you know, sometimes it's just not his cup of tea, or he sees that, hey, he can't finish. He, he will never be a great passer or whatever. And if, I, and if, and if um, Trevor Lawrence were available, maybe he might have, his tone might have been a little different. So certainly if Andrew Luck was available, his tone would be a little different. But they're not, uh, and we don't know much enough about the quarterbacks now to, to know that. So uh, to me, it's like, uh, it's like he just didn't want to give an absolute, which is what the, you know, that's standard operating procedure. And so it's, right now it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's not uh, on my radar as far as we'll watch out, what, 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 what is Justin Fields' future with the Bears? I think he was more supportive of him publicly than he absolutely had to be. Yes. Um, uh, while still leaving o- open a little bit of, of wiggle room. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and you know, because of that, you know, I think 
We can all presume that he's open for business on the trade front. Chris Ballard, the Colts GM, uh, famously a former Bears uh, executive who people have thought would get the Bears GM job how many times? Three times? Something like that. Yeah, two times ago. Uh, Certainly most notably. After going through a fairly hellish season with the Colts, said essentially today that he would move heaven and earth to get a young quarterback. If you're Ryan Poles, do you just you know, wait for people to line up um, to, uh, to move heaven and earth and send heaven your way? Well, you know, it's funny, I did not, I was unable to get a question in at this press conference, but the question, one of the questions I wanted to ask was, has anyone called yet? Is there any indication, any early indications of how, just how valuable this pick is going to be? And I don't know what the answer to that is, but, I, but, but my guess is that, uh, that he's not going to have to make too many calls himself. I think the calls are going to start coming in. It's mm-hmm. a really, um, it's, inter- it's interesting, I am not a draft Nick, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and never have been. But it just seems to me, for a year in which there's no, like, surefire number one or surefire generational talent, you know, Bryce Young might be the surefire one, the certain number one, but whatever. Even without having that, you know, that Peyton Manning type of guy, the number one pick has value because of just the importance of quarterbacks and how desperate teams are these days, much even more so than, than before. To get one, so the fact that and the fact that it is one and not two, I think, is also important because that puts the that 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 opens up number one. Whereas before, when Houston was number one, you knew they were going to take whoever their quarterback is, presumably Bryce Young. So there's value. That's my point. Is there's there there's value. This is going to be he can. Uh, this won't be a record haul, but this will be a significant haul. I'm almost certain with the teams that need that um, that that need a quarterback, and there is opportunity. If he plays it right for him to do what he needs to do, is that is trade that pick and still stay in the top five. The direct quote from uh, Chris Ballard, uh, he was asked whether uh, he'd give up heaven and earth if there was a quarterback he liked at the top of the draft. And his response was, yes, I'd do whatever it takes. Potsy, whatever it takes sounds like what? We're open for business. What? You know? No, uh, Tangible draft pick numbers. Well, I don't know what that means to him because I'm not familiar with uh, his thinking. But um, you got to think it's going to be um, uh, it's going to be obviously the number four pick, mm-hmm. uh, of a an additional pick. Uh, the Bears would be looking for the their second round pick, which would be thirty six. Yep, that would be to make up for the Claypool the pick they lost with Claypool Claypool, and then uh, a, a twenty twenty four number one, and uh, that is a pick that can do one of two things. It can either, uh, for a rebuilding team like the, the Colts, turn into a, another top-five pick mm-hmm. that they can get a receiver uh, like Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. You know, that would be a dream scenario at this point in time. Or uh, they could do what uh, teams like, I think the Bills did it, and I, I think, I can't remember, maybe it was the Dolphins, where they have had a pick like at 16, mm-hmm. 17, and, moved, and used that with other picks to move up into the top five or ten to get a, another Another uh, uh, potentially transformational player. So that that's the you know that's that's the scenario, the best case scenario. Not best case. Some people think they can get more than that. Well, it's a pretty good and, scenario yeah. too because. But it, it's a logical. I think it's logical. I think it, yeah, and I think it's about right. I don't think it's some pie in the sky thing. Yeah. The other deal too is if they make that move and then if Justin Fields isn't what they had hoped, they could use those extra picks to go get a quarterback next year if right. they wanted to. It gives them a little bit of a fail-safe um, or, or a little bit of a safety net, I should say, yeah. if this thing all goes to pot in the next year. 
And yeah. next year's quarterbacks class is better than this year's quarterbacks class as of now, according to the people who know this thing. So, I mean, I, that's really tempting to me. It's always interesting how the value of these quarterbacks goes up after they're done playing. <laughs> and and I, I'm not sure how real that is. I know a lot of it is perception. And so I think my, what I'm saying is I think it'll be interesting to see how the draft process plays out with these two or three quarterbacks, uh, Stroud, Young, and uh, Levis. Yeah, well, Kentucky, Kentucky. is one of those guys who can be like in the top ten now, uh, top five in January and then or in February, and maybe even you know top two. You know, you never know how these guys when they as they evaluate these players, these guys even after they're done playing, you know, move move around. So um, it will be real interesting to see how that because that has uh, again without a surefire generational talent. Uh, or even a, the, a perceived generational talent, like I think Trevor Lawrence kind of was seen as, uh, it's hard to say exactly what the market will be. So, um, But if the Bears can live in the top four, that, the, the odds it. of them getting Will Anderson or, or Javon Carter are pretty good. Jalen Carter. Jalen yeah. Carter. Yeah. Good. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. that, that's what makes that such a good scenario is like uh, uh, you, you don't – with like the number three pick, which at one point they had for a long time, it was looking like if they wanted to do anything, get a, one player, it would have to be they can get Jalen Carter or, right. or or Will Anderson. Now they can drop, and, and they would be it, one's good. Obviously, the team that goes to one instead of the Bears is going to want a quarterback. Houston's going to want a quarterback. You know that the players now. Who knows? A year from now, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter could be two of the biggest first round busts ever. We have no idea how sure. that's going to work out. But it's all perception of what it is now. That's what matters most. And you're going to get your choice of one of those two players. I think they would prefer the three technique just because of the way they are so clear about how important it is that position sure. is. Yeah. And and he is uh, certainly uh, right there with, if not ahead of Anderson, Jalen Carter I'm talking about. Um, has some issues, right? There's some personal. Is there? Uh, There's some questions yeah, about his uh, yeah, about his character. Work. The yeah. character issues. I guess you got to work that. But anyway, the point is to your question or. Statement. I, I think guess. there's questions about his football character. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Is that you, uh, the the key to getting number one means you can tra- somebody uh, you can drop down to as high as four right. and still have get one of the two guys you really wanted to get even if you just had only your own pick mm-hmm. and get pick uh, a second round pick and a pick for uh, a first rounder for next year. So that's that's the beauty of it, and it will be so interesting to see. How it plays out, I thought. I thought Poles' response, which wasn't really definitive about the first, having the first round pick, he wasn't celebrating it. He wasn't. It was like a get. He like not only was he not celebrating it, he almost was a little chagrined to have it. Sounded embarrassed. And, and yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's. I thought that that's another question. I think would have been interesting, and I've been I get the chance to ask it. Was like, would four? You know, the Bears were one play away from winning four more games. Right. Washington, Miami, uh, Detroit. And Atlanta. Right. You move one play in those four games, they are seven and ten and picking thirteenth. Sure. Would he rather have the knowledge that he's won four more games and come through in crunch time four more times or the number one pick? Sure. Well, and the other thing too is even if they win two more of those games, maybe uh, Jalen Johnson doesn't get shut down with a couple weeks left. Maybe yeah. Justin Fields plays the last game. Maybe maybe that begets more them trying harder. I don't question the effort of the people on the field, right. but but as the but season the putting a team together. as the season yeah. wound down, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a lot of guys weren't playing. Uh, yeah, that, that might yeah. have been able to. So, but it, so it was interesting to see just his response to that. The way he kind of couldn't really figure out how he wanted to feel about it, 
But we know he wanted to win. Was I think it was in Atlanta when he when we heard you know that they sit behind us the the Bears personnel. He he slammed when when they had a, I think it was an interception that, that sealed the deal. Uh, 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 I think it was Atlanta. I'm trust, correct me if I'm wrong. And and polls you could hear him pound his fist on the on the on the desk where he was. Uh, the, oh yeah. And, uh, and we you know you knew that I could just feel it that it meant something to him. And, and at that point that was actually not a bad result if you were looking for the first round pick. You know it was, uh, they were close. They came back, I think. Uh, I think that was the Cordero pattern. But whatever. It fit. Right. If you were looking for the Bears to not be embarrassed and still not win, it was a good result. But for him, you could tell he he wanted. I guess my point is, he was he had no interest in playing for the first round pick until the last week, apparently. But so <laughs> so you know it meant something to him. But it still would be interesting to know, like you know, how how valuable is the number one pick with regard mm-hmm. to, like I said, Fields and the Bears offense. Finishing or the defense finishing at the end four more times does that get, does that mean you're that much further ahead? Mm-hmm. Personally, I think they're better off the way they are. I think the first round pick. I think it, I think with the bounty they can get from this, mm-hmm. I think they're better off. But you know, I there's would have, room. There's plenty of room for disagreement. I would have there. been more disturbed if he wouldn't have been upset after a loss. I I think that somebody yeah. who grew up well just that he showed it so much. That was yeah, so right. evident. I mean, right. you know, yeah. right? But you yeah. know, I wasn't saying he was cheering. Yeah. that would have been kind of right. A bad but look. yeah, all of these guys yeah. are hardwired their whole life yeah. to try to win at all costs. Yeah. Uh, there's the benefits of losing exist in one place, which is in professional football. In college, if you're bad, that doesn't mean you get better players. In high school, if you're right. bad, that doesn't mean you get better players. In the NFL, it does. And if we, and you know when we talk about Ryan Poles, maybe not acting thrilled about it. Uh, I'm sure intellectually he knows that it's a really good thing. Yes. I also know that he's spent, he spent his whole life thinking winning equals good, losing equals bad, yeah. and that he lost better than anybody else in football did. I want to read you, or I want to give you a number here, Potsy. Ryan Poles used the word flexibility seven times in his press conference. How do you know that? I, I, I know how to do a word search, Potsy. Oh. You've covered enough of these. Flexibility is code for... Uh, I don't know. Trading a draft pick, isn't it? I oh mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, Pat. I mean, he, I mean, he brought it up. I mean, I mean, how much can you fix his? <laughs> the first question he took: How much can you fix this offseason? I don't know that I can answer that specifically, but I can tell you we have flexibility. That is a. If you want to read between the lines, to me, that is. Well, shoot, we can fix a lot more stuff if we trade this pick. You know, we have flexibility where if there's opportunities where if we can turn that into a lot of players that come in and help us, we can do that. He is offering. The first question he answers, he is offering into the world, hey, man, make us an offer for that pick. You know, it's so obvious that that's their best move. That it's not even, That's not even like an option. I'll be honest. It's not, right. the, the, there's nobody in this draft the Bears can take who would, I think, would be, at this point, you know, it, Aaron Donald was the, 12th or 14th pick or whatever he right. was and and should have been the first, right? I can't remember right. exactly. Who. But anyway, we, that we know that now. Tom Brady, same thing. As it stands right now, there's nobody in this draft that he can take who would be better than the options he's very likely yep. to have. Yep. Um, uh, as we've just as we've talked about with that. So to me that's really it's obvious. It's not even like some teams might need a quarterback and they say, "Well, we can get this guy or we can, you know, we can get let's say the Bears had the one pick in 20, 2017. Well, we can get Trubisky. We really want him or we can kind of wait for 
uh, t- you know, t- trade the pick and trade down, and maybe we can get this uh, Mahomes or Watson right. guy, you know, right. whatever, and see what happens. So there, there, there's not to me. They're they're not in that scenario. So I guess what I'm saying is, I think it's I think he's stating the obvious, don't you think? I mean, the the trade. I would would you be surprised if if he did bet, not trade it? I would bet on them. Tra- tra- yes, I think it's like ninety five percent. I mean, yeah, yeah, which is why you know, and then when you hear him talk about well, you know. That, oh, I need to be blown away. Boy, he would have to be blown away to pass up the opportunity to trade the pick, too. Forget, I mean, forget yeah. the individual evaluation of Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, just to, you know, if somebody sat there and said, here's somebody who, even if he's an upgrade on the position, in the most important position in sports, that's important. Yeah. That's, you know, that's yes. the holy grail. But it would have to be a significant upgrade to be worth, you know, what are those three picks you said? Number four, a second rounder, and a one next year? Four, 36, and a one next year. Number one next year. Yeah, give me that 100 days out of 100, I think. What would the Colts give that 100 days out of That's 100? That's a good question. That's the key. That's the key. Usually it's like, well, you're asking for way too much. You know, we're not going to, you know. But I just think that's, I think it's, I presented that to a few people, and they've all said that's, pretty, that's fairly logical. Also, Colts do a lot of do a lot of silly things. So, uh, especially yeah. lately. Yeah. And yeah. also, I mean, yeah. just from a, just as long as, this is a hypothetical, to be clear, but is there any team in the world you would rather bet on being a trailer fire next year than the Colts? I mean, depending on who the... Well, I mean, we'll get a few other coaches. Yeah, if they bring Jeff Saturday back, boy, I would love to have stock in a high Colts traffic. Right, uh, that yeah. does, especially, I mean, they could actually, uh, they, they could get their number one guy, just like Trevor Lawrence in right. Jacksonville in the first year, make progress... And still have the number, and still their pick still could be number one next sure. year, which in in theory, uh, trade theory would be the Bears. So that's a, that's a really uh, that's you know you talk about all the things fans Bears fans salivate over uh, as far as things that could happen. This is one of the most logical, legitimate things that you could that scenario. And who knows how it would turn out? Like I've said a few times now, you know we don't know. You don't know. You you could you know we're uh, the Bears have been infatuated with a lot of players who you know for who didn't work out or whatever, but we don't know that now. So right now, I guess it's just interesting that this is one of those dream scenario type things with this draft pick that um, I think is much more legit than, nor- you know, normally they're hoping for, you know, some crazy trade or some, right. you know, something that's just way, you know, way off, you know, way, way out, way out. And and this is not. So it's it's going to make it, it's going to make it a very interesting off season for the Bears. It absolutely will. Uh, Ryan Pulse, say anything else interesting to you about current players? To me, nothing really jumped out. He said they wanted David Montgomery back. That was a little overt, I thought. Um, uh, You know, he talked about Darnell Mooney. uh, Did not really give much of an update on his ankle, but said he loves Mooney now more than he did when he got here. Yeah, it was. But it was all. You know, it was. He prays on Cole Komet. I I think Cole Komet's a no-brainer contract extension this offseason. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that should happen. But beyond that, you know, God bless the Bears roster. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about otherwise. Yeah, not uh, not a lot of definitive talk about the offensive line as far as changes needed, and um, I think one of the things that we uh, uh, that was asked about but didn't quite uh, well wasn't wasn't really answered was this idea of being fooled by the fact that you had the number one rushing team in the NFL and that fooling you or making you give, giving you the impression that your offensive line is good. Right. Uh, I I think if I had to weigh it and I had the worst pass protection team in the NFL mm-hmm. and the best running team, that would be more of a negative to my offensive line 
than a positive. And, I, and he didn't make it clear that he saw it that way. Maybe he just didn't want to insult anybody uh, publicly or whatever. But he didn't really answer that. What's he going to do with the offensive line? Is Braxton Jones, another question would have been nice, was is Braxton Jones set at left tackle? Does he have right tackle potential? Um, uh, you know, just, yeah, just in general. Uh, uh, um, Tevin Jenkins, good, but it, it, can he, is, is he durable enough? Right. Um, a lot of so the offensive line I think was one area where it just really we, I think where we needed could have gotten better answers than we got let's put it that way yeah and and we may not get so we don't know we'll just wait to see what he does I mean right you know. right I, I was just gonna say we may not know till uh, second third week of March when free agency uh, hits full swing yeah. but uh, you can rest assured I think they're gonna invest in that line somehow uh, we'll just have to see how they do it Potsy there will be plenty of time between now and the start of free agency and then the start of the draft for us to break down all the options that the Bears have. We will for you to break down, Pat. I am taking time. Off. <laughs> I'll sit here and talk to myself, Potsy. Um, but until then, you can follow uh, Mark and Jason Leisure, myself uh, on Twitter. You can, uh, yeah, you can you can check us out on the Sun Times in print or on the website. And as always, please like, rate, and review the podcast. He's Mark Potash. I'm Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back again real soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.